Are you a kingdom-minded real estate investor? Do you see real estate as an incredible vehicle to advance the flourishing of the kingdom and mission of Christ? If so, we welcome you to the Kingdom Real Estate Investors Podcast, the podcast to spotlight and share the stories of real estate investors just like you who are advancing the kingdom of God and using real estate as the vehicle. Let's get into the show. Kingdom Real Estate Investors, if you have not gone to oneconnectionaway.com, then you don't know that we have been promoting and just finished a live 90-minute webinar where I shared the exact strategies and secrets that have helped me go from college pastor to full-time real estate investor and purchase more than $100 million of multifamily real estate. But not only me, I also shared the secrets and strategies of those inside of our Kingdom REI Mastermind that have helped them become CEOs to attain financial freedom, to actually leverage a business for kingdom advancement. We've gotten incredible, incredible reviews, and so we're going to do an encore coming up very soon that I want to invite you to attend. If you have not already attended this, go to oneconnectionaway.com. That's oneconnectionaway.com to grab your seat for our next live webinar so that you can learn exactly what we have to quit your job and begin to live life on your own terms through commercial real estate. oneconnectionaway.com. Let's get into the episode. Welcome back, everyone, to the Kingdom REI podcast. This is the show for kingdom-minded real estate investors, entrepreneurs who are really seeking to lead their business and grow their portfolio uh, with the kingdom in mind and have a fabulous, fabulous guest that we're going uh, excited to share with you today. Really interesting. We've uh, not really had anyone come talk about self-directed 401ks, but we're going to get into that. But first, Cameron, how are you, sir? Doing good, my brother. Uh, life is great. The weather's getting warm here in Dallas. So yeah, man, how are you? Uh, doing doing very well. I'll see you in Dallas actually next week. We have a lot of activity going on on some of our projects. And so uh, excited to get back down there. I think that's also like the key of, you know, picking a market before you start buying real estate is make sure it's someone's. <laughs> I'm learning, like, I'm really glad, you know, we, and we did this strategically, by the way, like we pick markets that I don't mind traveling to. Like if I had to go to Minnesota next week, I'd be I'd be in a different mood, you know? <laughs> well, you, yeah, D Dallas is great, man. I'll take you out. We'll, we'll have yeah. a good time. Yeah, it's not San Diego, but, you know, it, you know, it's it's it, it does provide a different experience. So I'm excited Absolutely. about it. So, well, hey, let's jump into today. I want to get our guest uh, intro. Cameron, do you want to do an intro? I know that you've, you've kind of deep dived into him, uh, into yeah. his story. And uh, why don't we get why don't we get him intro and, and get in the conversation today? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, kind of like Ella said, excited to have our guest on here today. Very interest, uh, interesting business model, um, kind of past um, experience in real estate investing and what he's doing now to help people, especially with the kingdom mindset. And so this is Dimitri Vomenchenko. Did I say that right, Dimitri? You got it. You got it, Cameron. Impressive, yeah, so, Cameron. That's honestly why I let you do the intro because I knew I, know, I was right. I, know, I, <laughs> I wasn't so good at spelling or enunciating when I was a kid, but I think I got it down better today. Dimitri, uh, people obviously, I think, could tell from your accent that you're not from San Diego or Dallas, uh, but you currently reside in the United States. So tell everybody who you are, um, where you came from, and where you reside now. Yeah, so I, I'm uh, in uh, Orange County, and uh, yes, as you can see from my accent, I'm not from Orange County. 
Um, I actually immigrated uh, in this uh, beautiful country. I, I believe it's the best uh, place on this earth. Uh, we we got to, you know, this is my temporary home. Uh, I think it's the best place to live. With all the problems that we have in the United States, it's still the best place to live. Uh, I immigrated here back in uh, 1996. So it's been 25 plus years now. Uh, I've been here more than half of my life. I was 22 when I immigrated here and uh, I became, came here with my family uh, from Russia. We actually came as refugees. Uh, both my parents and my grandparents, they uh, have been uh, persecuted by their faith. I have a great uh, heritage. Uh, which uh, is a blessing for me. I was born in a Christian family and uh, uh, God actually saved me as I was sharing with you guys uh, before the show. Uh, God saved me uh, uh, shortly after we moved in this country. So it's been a, a new life times two for me because it's been a new life in a new country, uh, learning a language and uh, just learning a way of life and culture, but also new spiritual life. So that's a little bit about my past. That's awesome, man. And you guys came here as refugees. I didn't know that, you know, praise God that he brought you guys here. I'm just curious too. You said you got saved quickly as you came to the United States. How did that happen? Was that an encounter with somebody or was it, you know, how did you come to know the Lord right when you moved here? I uh, was born in a Christian family. My, uh, both of my parents believers and uh, I knew about God and, uh, I've been uh, going to church uh, with my parents as a, as a child, but then uh, when I went to college during my uh, teenage years, uh, I was drift, uh, drawn into the world and was just, just doing worldly things. And uh, the way I describe my life um, prior to uh, my conversion is I was going down the hell 100 miles an hour. I was speeding. That was my life, um, but uh, uh, so there wasn't really any anything uh, uh, special. But uh, actually, I noticed that God was working in my life and my heart uh, uh, before we even uh, uh, moved here. You know, even back in Russia. But uh, the the moment uh, um, was actually happened here a few months after we moved, and. Uh, um, it was. Uh, it took place in a small Russian church that we attended uh, at the time. All right. I'm curious. Praise I know God. This has nothing to do with real estate yet. But what were tw- brief me on the history there, just uh, quickly, Dimitri. What were you seeking refuge from 22 years ago? In terms of what was the crisis happening there in Russia that uh, made your family flee? Basically, I moved here with my parents. Uh, so, and my parents they experienced persecution for their faith. Hmm. My, uh, my father, when uh, he was uh, in, uh, in medical school, uh, he was kicked out of the medical school because of his faith. My grandfather uh, was actually, uh, that was back in, I believe, 1950, uh, when my mom was a young girl. Uh, he was holding a Bible study in his uh, uh, small apartment, and uh, he was arrested, and uh, he was actually thrown to prison and uh, given uh, a sentence to be enemy of the people. Uh, he was declared uh, U.S. spy or something similar to that and uh, uh, was uh, given 25 years of uh, prison time. Uh, God actually saved him uh, from that. And uh, 
after being uh, in prison for six years, he was released. But that, that was my parents' experience and my grandparents' experience. I personally didn't experience that in my life, but uh, I came with my uh, parents, uh, became as refugees uh, for uh, seeking uh, religious freedom. Wow. Man, I want to, uh, I want, I wish there was a biography associated with your grandparents and parents. It just sounds like an amazing read of their life and God's providence to free them, to save them out of some, you know, terrible situations, but man, praise God, you're here and you're saved and, you know, walk with the Lord and what a, what an amazing testimony. Yeah. So Ellis, if you're good, I think we just jump on into real estate, man. Yeah, let me uh let's 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 jump in with some prayer real quick and ask God to Please. bless his time and uh, we're gonna get going. So let me just pray for for our time. Father in heaven, thank you. Thank you that, that you are God who saves and that you call us to yourself, uh, even Lord, when we're not pursuing after you. And so I thank you for Demetri and his story and the way that you saved him radically. And that you are now leading him in, in business in the way that he is he's using his faith uh, and his salvation to to be a good steward and help others. And so I just pray that this conversation today would be edifying. It would be uh, that your name would be made made much of, Lord. And it, it, we really would help others find freedom, both in terms of salvation, Lord, but also in terms of finances. And that we might uh, we might use this episode to to further advance your kingdom. We pray this in Christ's name, Amen. Hey, I got a I got a question real quick about financial freedom. Your your website talks a lot about financial freedom. Let me just ask this first before we get into this idea of self-directed 401ks and and why that became a matter of importance for you. Why financial freedom? Like I, I personally Dimitri, you don't I don't have time to talk a lot about my story, but you know, there are very few places in the Christian circle where the idea of financial freedom and you know, it it is celebrated or can even really be discussed or talked about. So why is that something that you're passionate about? And where did that come from for you to help Christians biblically think and, and achieve financial freedom in particular? Well, uh, uh, as, as you guys know, and listeners know, uh, my background, I came from Russia and, uh, uh, you know, U.S. is, we, we are so blessed from the material standpoint, financial standpoint. We, we, we got so many opportunities here in this country. Back in Russia, we just had, uh, I'm from a big family. Uh, the, there are nine of us, nine sons, actually. I'm one of nine. Uh, I have eight brothers. And so we had a large family and God provided. We always had a food on the table, but we didn't have any luxuries. We didn't have a vehicle. We, uh, we lived in a, uh, like a, a three bedroom, uh, apartment, you know, 11 people. And, and we just had basic uh, things. And, and here we, we are so blessed and, uh, anybody, I believe here in the United States, if you, if you're willing to work hard, you can, you can have a really good life, you know, from the financial standpoint, but, the problem is that uh, what I've seen, uh, and prior doing what I'm doing, I, I was also in financial services and I consulted people. And what, what I've seen, uh, uh, most people, what they do is as their income increases, so is their standard of living increases. And they're basically in this uh, uh, rat race. 
and and they just you know many living uh, paycheck to paycheck just trying to you know pay for things uh, but us as christians we um we, we want to be free we don't want to be in bondage uh whether it's uh, bondage to debt or bondage to toys and things like that and and for me personally i uh you know, I, I realized that early on, and I realized that real estate can be a vehicle to help achieve that. And, uh, um, you know, why it is important, because there are other things that are more important in life. Uh, just to give you an example, uh, we're living in very, you know, unprecedented times. Uh, the last two years in, in the pandemic and all the lockdowns, uh, the, the world changed. And then the last two months, as, as you guys know, uh, the war in Ukraine, Russia uh, in, invaded uh, Ukraine, and th- there is a full uh, war going on. Uh, there, you know, uh, it's just the destruction is is just horrible. The uh, there are tens of thousands of deaths, and um, there is actually a refugee crisis right now. And uh, the refugees from Ukraine started to come in uh, from uh, southern border in San Diego, which is not too far from us. Uh, we actually considered it, uh, or talked about going to Poland where millions of refugees have been. But uh, when we learned about this opportunity in San Diego, we actually, my wife and I, we went there several times to uh, minister and to serve these refugees who are fleeing war. And uh, having the freedom to do that allowed me basically to, to do it, you know, financial freedom, having a business and uh, not uh, uh, having a job that that I'm depending on uh, allowed me to do that. So things like that for me personally, I think uh, uh, many believers will relate to that because we we wanna we wanna give back. We wanna serve people in need. I'm reading right now the uh, autobiography of George Mueller, and when I read about him, I'm convicted of how how little he had and how much he was provided for. And I love your, I love your perspective on financial freedom because it's wildly different from even mine. I mean, I, I grew up in this country, middle-class family, you know, I had luxuries, you know, simple things that I don't think about like a car to get places availability to go to camps in the summer. And so I also like how you have this perspective on not being in bondage to the things that financial freedom can bring into your life, luxuries, but you, you said toys, um, just a lot of different things, you know, I love, and kind of alluding to what Ellis was saying about your website. I love how you have some, you know, company principles and mission statement and there's scripture related to each of them. You know, when you're talking with a client, somebody who's interested in doing business with you and what is a common I guess, belief they have um, that financial freedom will do for them. You know, do you ever have to sit down and have conversations of, hey, this is what I mean by financial freedom. And you're hoping that I'm going to get you rich quick so you can have a lot of stuff. Is there ever a misalignment on interest as far as the kind of clientele that you would get on what you could do for them as far as financial freedom really goes? Uh, yeah, it certainly happens. And, and again, uh, what, what we do is we, we sort of, uh, we, we have a little bit of a niche 
uh, in uh, in what we provide. Um, in the past, I I basically helped people just with kind of overall planning. Right now, we, our focus is specifically on uh, self-directed uh, solo 401k plans. So I, I I don't do you know financial planning or just uh, help people with the overall strategy. Occasionally, uh, I can talk to people who 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 are open to listen and open for a feedback from me. But uh, uh, certainly, yeah, people have different uh, uh, goals, different plans. I have some of my clients who are believers, but uh, most of them are not. So I'm just trying to be um, an example. And uh, whenever I can uh, share my philosophy that, uh, uh, you know, there, there are eternal things are more important than temporary things and yes you can have financial freedom uh on this earth but um you, you don't want to be wrong about uh eternity because that's the most important subject uh, i just had a conversation actually with someone there in tijuana uh, before we left last week um who um this person he uh, he shared with me that he had a crisis of faith early on in his life and he just didn't want to talk about religion or anything like that and i said well you don't want to get this wrong because eternity you're either going to spend with god or you're going to spend uh, your life um, being punished for eternity i mean like a fire it's you you do not want to be wrong about that it's the most important subject so uh, here, here's here's kind of the guiding question, I guess, for the rest of our conversation today in terms of what you do. So I mean, clearly there's a lot on Solo 401k. Who is our who is our ideal audience here? Who is this for? You call this the ultimate retirement plan. Who are we actually speaking to today, Dimitri? Is this everyone? Is this only business owners? Is this investors? Talk, talk to me and kind of your ideal client and who, who this is really catered for. Well, the solo 401k is uh, uh, a 401k plan designed for a small business owners or self-employed people. So many of my clients are self-employed or own a business where uh, without full-time employees. So it's typically it's a, a 401k plan just uh, that accommodates just a, a business owner or maybe sometimes a spouse. So if the spouse is also involved in the business. Uh, so th there are no employees. That's what the solo 401k uh, plan is for. And uh, to kind of dig deeper is the, the plans that we set up, they're, they're open architecture plan. They're, they're fully self-directed without the restrictions that uh, the plans uh, Fidelity offer or Merrill Lynch and so forth, because they're, they have the restrictions and they, they only allow you to invest in the stock market or related uh, investments and the uh, self-directed solo 401k open to all kinds of investments many of my clients are real estate investors so they want to invest their retirement funds in real estate as well but uh, there are many other things that you can invest uh, precious metals you can invest in private businesses that are not publicly traded. You can invest in real estate outside of the U.S. I have clients who actually invested in Canada, South America, Japan, uh, India, uh, um, and, and so on. You can do that. Uh, even uh, uh, cryptocurrency uh, been uh, popular uh, lately. So you can essentially for self-employed people. So it's not for everyone. Uh, if you're just a W-2 employee, 
you cannot have a solo 401k because you've got to be self-employed. But you can be employee and you can, you can have a side business and then you can qualify for a solo 401k. And the key here is that you can't have full-time employees though, right? But the solo, it has to be individual business, no employees. Does a spouse count as that? If she's a partner, like let's say my, you know, even for tax purposes, my wife is 50% owner of the company. How does that affect having a solo 401k? Yeah, your, your spouse is not considered an employee. Your spouse is considered owner employee. Okay, so uh, spouse uh, is uh, uh, not con- uh, counted as an employee. So it's non, non-owner, non-spouse uh, employees uh, who, uh, because the rules are if you have employees, uh, that are working over a certain number of uh, hours in a year, then by law, you have to include them in the plan. You have to offer them retirement benefits. Then it's no longer a solo 401k. Then it's a, just a full 401k. And with all the complexity that comes with it. And solo 401k, the, the beauty of it, because it's a very simple to administer because there is uh, uh, there is no uh, rules for the employees that you have to meet and you have to be accountable for. So, so sell us on it. I mean, why, you know, what, what makes this the ultimate retirement plan? I've heard a little bit about solo 401k, but when does it make sense to start one as a self-employed business owner? And what makes this so much better than a typical Roth IRA or, you know, an IRA plan? Why, why would you argue that this is sure. the ultimate retirement plan for the business owner? Yeah. So let, let me actually, that's a good question, Ellis, but let me back up a little bit. And, and you, you guys probably discussed this, but I'm going to bring up Robert Kiyosaki in the Cashflow Quadrant. Sure. Uh, you may have talked about this book and many of your listeners may be aware of it, but basically there is a four four legal ways to make money, uh, employee, self-employed, business owner, and investor. So if you're a self-employed or a business owner, if you're in one of those two quadrants, then you can qualify for a solo 401k. And the beauty of being self-employed and a business owner is that you, you can potentially uh, have much higher income potential because as an employee, you have a limit how much you can earn. But if you're self-employed, and especially if you're a business owner, if you have a system that works for you, the the income can be significantly higher because you can work smarter. And uh, with the higher income comes higher taxes. Uh, So uh, it's it's a problem that many business owners and self-employed individuals have to deal with. And uh, rather than uh, paying to Uncle Sam, rather than paying taxes, you can set up your own solo 401k. And one of the main benefits that it offers, the the very high contribution limits. Uh, Comparing to an IRA, it's almost 10 times higher. So with an IRA, you can contribute uh, $6,000 in a year, whether it's a traditional or a rat, or basically combined, you can put $6,000. With the solo 401k, you can put $60,000, uh, about 61 for this year. So it's, it's a significant uh, uh, tax shelter. I mean, just imagine if you are in the business together with your spouse and you're doing well, uh, you can combine with your spouse, you can shelter over $120,000 of your income from taxes. When you do that, uh, you basically drop in your 
your income significantly, you're probably going to go immediately into a lower tax bracket. So you're going to be paying in a lower tax bracket on 100 plus thousand potentially lower of your income. So the tax savings can be very significant. So that, that's just one benefit. Again, if you're, if you're doing well uh, as a business owner and self-employed, then uh, um, you can do even better by reducing your tax liability. And rather than giving money to Uncle Sam, you can put it in your own retirement account, which then inside of your 401k, you have full control how the money is invested. It's not limited to the stock market. You can invest in alternative assets. Yeah, that's I just for the, just to to sum that up for folks. One, it, you know, this doesn't necessarily make sense if you're breaking even, right, in your business and you're barely paying yourself. I think what Dimitri's sharing is if you're doing your business starting to grow, you're making more money, you're showing a profit. Instead of taking that, you know, and let's say you're going to go take that profit and then invest in assets, instead of having to pay taxes on that and then investing that, what he's saying is you can put that into a tax sheltered 401k plan and then self-direct that money into into investments. And so this is a way to essentially, you know, that the government, a loophole, a legal loophole that the government allows us to use in order to take income that we would ordinarily pay taxes on and instead put it into a retirement account that we can then invest. Now, the tax man is going to come for it eventually, right, Dimitri? But the point is, is it, it will be significantly less later than ordinary income tax through like a retirement plan. Is that correct? Yeah, well, to, a couple things to say about that. Uh, y- yes, the, there is, uh, uh, the, the tax man is going to come uh, for that, but uh, there are ways to mitigate that. And uh, again, a couple things to mention is number one, you are able, or this vehicle enables you to take advantage of uh, tax deferred growth. Mm-hmm. So you have... Uh, um, advantage of compounding interest essentially so you if you compare taxable account if you let's say start with hundred thousand dollars in your savings and you invest that and then you have to pay taxes on all, each year and the growth of that hundred thousand dollars comparing that with a, a tax sheltered vehicle where you invest let's say inside of your 401k and each year the money grows you don't pay any taxes so at the end, you're going to have significantly higher amount. Yes, you'll still have to pay taxes on that, but you have significantly higher amount there. And then, uh, but th- there is another option. You can actually use a, a ROT. A solo 401k comes with the ROT option, which is post-tax. So you pay the taxes up front. And, and maybe you've heard this comparison is, uh, the question is, would you rather pay taxes on, this, on the seed that you plant or on the harvest? Okay, and that's what the Roth 401k is. You can pay the taxes up front and then you can invest tax-free for the rest of your life. And that's actually, it's, it's a lot broader uh, concept, uh, which we may not be able to cover in details, but just uh, overall, if you invest or if you contribute uh, to your 401k, if you shelter money from taxes and you, your, your account grows tax-deferred, later on, if you do the proper tax planning, if you do proper investments, because you, you, you shouldn't be just investing in your 401k, you should be investing personally as well. And if you have investments personally, such as syndications, then the income that you will receive later from your 401k, you can offset that by the phantom losses from, the, from your personal real estate investments. 
So there, there are ways to mitigate that and, and significantly re reduce your tax liability. I have a question, Dimitri. On your website, one of your overviews is to diversify investments. And you quote Ecclesiastes 11.2, which says, divide your portions to seven or even to eight, for you do not know what misfortune may occur on earth. When you're sitting down with somebody it, in explaining, you know, maybe all of these and you come across this one, diversify your investments, is what you're providing a, a platform to then diversify into seven or eight, you know, different investment strategies? Or are you providing one of potentially seven or eight as instructed in Ecclesiastes? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. When, uh, uh, when it comes to investing, diversification is important for the reason that you just uh, uh, explained. Oh, I didn't come up with it. Know. Someone smarter than me did. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we, we don't know what's going to happen. And again, uh, look at the last couple of years with the, with the pandemic and what happened with the stock market. Now it recovered. Uh, but, uh, um, you know, those who've been around for some time know the previous stock market crash and how long that took. So, um, and the, the bottom line is that you and I, we have no control over the stock market. We can implement certain strategies, but we have no control over the stock market. And even if you invest in, uh, let's say, a mutual fund, uh, if it's in a stock, it's just really one, one egg. But even if you invest in a, in a mutual fund, you may say that your investment is diversified. And it is diversified to a degree, but it's diversified within just a single asset class. It's still equities. So you don't have the true diversification. And that's why I do what I do, because this vehicle offers complete diversification. So that there is... There's more than eight ways to diversify with the solo 401k. There is virtually unlimited investment options because again, if with the conventional IRA and 401k, you can only invest in equities. So basically what the, the brokerage account offers, uh, that's, those are your investment options and typically they're tied to the stock market. But with the self-directed solo 401k, I don't offer investments to my clients. I don't. What I do offer is I offer a vehicle, okay? And I like, actually like this illustration that sometimes I use with my clients is that if, let's say you're shopping for a new vehicle, you're shopping for a car. So you go to a dealership and then uh, you, you take a test drive, you like, you pick the model and then you go to finance office, you sign the, the paperwork. The dealer hands you a key you sit down in, 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 in the car, in the driver's seat, and you drive off the parking lot, okay? The dealer is not there with you on the, on the passenger seat. You're there, you make the decision. Are you gonna get off and turn left from the, the dealer's lot, or are you gonna go right? You decide which road you're gonna take. You're, you're gonna take a highway or a freeway or a street, or, or maybe you wanna go off-road. You can do that. You decide which gas station you're gonna, go in and fill gas. You know, are you gonna go to Costco or are you gonna go to 7-Eleven? You have full control. So what we do is we provide the vehicle to the client and then they're making the decisions where they're gonna take that. So having said that, again, it's not for everyone. You, you have to take, basically take the responsibility for the investment decisions. Doesn't mean that you have to do it alone. 
there are resources out there like you guys offer a great resource and and you can educate people you can help people make the investment so people can use resources like that they don't have to make all the decisions themselves but ultimately they're the decision uh, makers yeah really good um let me just i want to wrap this up with kind of just a question about your your outlook on the economy i'm sure you look at a lot of investment opportunities for you and your clients you know what what well, I mean, I know you're not, not financial advising, but just give us a, an outlook. You know, you talked about COVID, war in Russia and Ukraine. You know, the, we're real estate investors, a real estate show. And there's a lot, we're seeing a lot of interest rates rising, fear in the market, et cetera. What's your, what's your outlook? You know, and, and how do you as a Christian think, you know, I don't know, do, do you weigh in fear with investment decisions just personally and as you speak to clients give us your give us your outlook on what's happening right now and what you're thinking about as an investor well uh, uh again i want to piggyback on uh, um on the diversification i've been uh, i personally been investing in a uh, 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 multifamily uh, syndications and uh, but uh, i i wanted to kind of diversify a little bit and i uh, I got into a self-storage uh, fund. I got into mobile home park. Diversification will help you uh, basically mitigate the risk. But uh, real estate in general, there is a limited supply of it. And uh, uh, people need to live somewhere. So I think, uh, uh, yes, there are cycles in real estate. You, you want to be aware of that. And and I'm not the expert. I I. I just invest for myself because I don't invest for my clients. I provide the investment vehicle, but I don't invest. So I, I'm far from being an expert. Uh, I invest my own money uh, for myself. I talk to investors, uh, kind of share ideas, but uh, uh, it's when it comes to real estate, the time to invest is now because time goes by and as time goes by, uh, the look at the inflation look what happens with the just prices and uh, the, the rise of prices and everything you know and that's going to affect the, the real estate market as well so uh, if you invested a couple of years ago i'm sure you're, you're glad you did that if you can wait a couple of years well again we don't know what the future is going to bring but uh, uh, with the time if if the investment you don't want to speculate there is a one thing that i wanted to mention is uh, th there is a difference between investment and speculation and actually early on in my investment career i made a mistake uh, which caused me uh, lose significant amount of uh, my my savings is uh, i speculated i made some investments uh, and that was with the single family homes uh, that were i was betting on the appreciation but those homes had negative cash flow they were unsustainable when the market changes uh, I had to actually, I end up losing several properties because of that. But if the investment is uh, sustains itself, if it, uh, if it can pay for itself, the time will take care of all the uncertainties. And in time, those investments will appreciate. Well said, well said, Dimitri. Uh, we are about to end our time, but I, I would love for folks to know where they can go to uh, essentially learn more about the 401k, you know, self-directed 401k and, and potentially apply to work with you if you're taking on new clients. Uh, can you can you just let everyone know where the best way is to, to find out about you? 
Uh, sure, you can uh, head over to our website, which is sensefinancial.com. And sense is like common sense. Uh, and the, the, the name or the background for that name is because the financial concepts that we discuss here, are they make sense. Uh, but you can also find me on Facebook, you can find me on LinkedIn, and you can find me on bigger pockets. I'm, I'm active Great. on uh, all those social media platforms. Great. Sensefinancial.com. I got that right? Yep. Awesome. Uh Guys, if you enjoyed this show, as always, you know we're always seeking to bring on great guests like Dimitri, those who can really help you as a kingdom item investor grow your real estate portfolio, grow your company, most importantly, help you grow in your faith. And so if enjoying this, please take a moment right now, screenshot this episode and share on social media. Let people know, hey, uh, you got to go listen to this guy, Ellis, Cameron, Dimitri. I really enjoyed this show. So if this helped you. If you had a takeaway, all we ask is go and share this on social media so others can learn about the Kingdom REI podcast. Thanks, everyone. Cameron, Dimitri, appreciate you guys. We'll see uh, see everyone else next week. Thanks.